You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our Bible Plus podcast. Today we will be going over Mark chapter 8 with a brief review of the previous chapter. In the previous chapter, the Lord exposed the condition of man's heart and our spiritual condition apart from Christ. In chapter 7, the Lord rebuked the Pharisees, saying how they honored God with their lips, but their hearts stayed far away from Him. This is not only the condition of the Pharisees, but of all of us. To heal our sick and corrupted condition, the Lord came as the bread which fell from the table for us to eat. The Syrophoenician woman in chapter 7 verse 28 called the Lord the crumb, ready and available to eat, even to the little dogs which gathered under the table. The Lord became available to us. Our eating of the Lord then heals our inward condition. This chapter concludes with the Lord's healing of a man's deafness and dumbness, which is indicates that the taking in of God's words allow us to hear His presence speaking and even gives us the ability to speak for Him. And now it's with this context that we come to chapter 8 of Mark. Mark 8 verses 1 through 9 show how the Lord, Jesus Christ the slave Savior, was full of compassion and fed the multitude. Mirroring our spiritual progress in our walk with the Lord, We need the Lord to feed us and to heal our spiritual organs to hear and speak in order for us to be able to feed others. We need to receive God speaking and have an anointed tongue, and this is what qualifies us to feed others. After this is another instance of healing. In verses 22 through 36, the Lord Jesus heals the blind man in Bethsaida. Acts 26.18 shows us that the gospel opens our eyes and turns us from darkness to light. Spiritual blindness is a result of spiritual darkness, and for sight there is need of light. The slave Savior wanted to show the disciples, and us by extension, that not only were we spiritually deaf, spiritually dumb, but we also were without sight and in darkness. In verse 26, Christ the slave Savior took the blind man away from the crowd. And in our experience, the Lord needs to take us away from all the outward distractions to have a private and intimate time with Him. He needs to lay His hands on us, to transfuse us with the element that could recover our sight. The spittle which He placed upon the man's eyes signified the word that proceeds out of His mouth. God's word conveys the divine light of life for the recovery of our sight. After our spiritual salvation, we still need an ever-deepening healing and recovery. The Lord needs to continue to recover our deafness, our dumbness, and our blindness. He wants us to see Him and know Him. In Ephesians 1.18, the Apostle Paul prayed that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened, that we would know what is the hope of God's calling. And likewise, we need to come to the Lord as this blind man did, so that we may receive our sight. It was after the Lord's feeding and healing that the Lord could take His disciples on further to unveil them concerning His person and His work. In verse 27, the Lord took them to Caesarea Philippi, which was far away from Jerusalem, with all the strong influences of Judaism and away from the religious atmosphere which clouded people from seeing who Christ was. We need to be delivered from our concepts. 
to see that this lowly, mysterious Son of Man was Christ. This Christ is the one who is anointed by God to fulfill God's economy, which is His intention and plan on the earth. In verse 27, the Lord asked His disciples, Who do men say that I am? And this is a question that applies to us today. Who is Jesus? At most, without revelation, people can realize only that Jesus is the greatest among the prophets. Without heavenly revelation, no one can know he is truly the Christ. In verse 29, Peter answered and said, You are the Christ. The parallel set of verses in Matthew 16, 17 reveal that this revelation is from the Father. To see Christ, we need God's feeding and God's healing, and this puts us in a condition where the Father can unveil the Son to us. This is marvelous. And in verse 31, the Lord responded, He began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and rise after three days. After God shows us the mystery of Christ, He further unveils the revelation of the crucifixion and resurrection of Christ. It's through Christ's death on the cross that all the negative things were dealt with, and it's through His resurrection that He produces the church. This should be more than just a fact to us, it needs to be a vision which we need to experience. And only by receiving the Lord's feeding and healing can we receive this revelation. Unfortunately, Peter, through whom this wonderful revelation came through, set his mind on the things of man. At the end of verse 31, Peter took the Lord to the side and rebuked the Lord. Lord, this shall by no means happen to you. Then the Lord gave one of the most negative words in the gospel. Get behind me, Satan. For you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. This shows us that when our natural man, even our personal love and affection, is not willing to take the cross, it becomes one with Satan. When we are not setting our mind on the things of God, but on the things of man, we become a stumbling block to the Lord for the fulfillment of His purpose. In verse 35, the Lord shows us that the soul and the self are synonymous. The mind is an expression of the self, and our self is the embodiment of the soul or the soul life. For whoever wants to save his soul life shall lose it. But whoever loses his soul life for my sake and the gospel's sake shall save it. When we set our mind on the things of man, the mind grasps the opportunity to express itself. It becomes independent from God. And even Peter's good sentiment was used by Satan to frustrate the Lord from going to the cross to fulfill the Father's will. We need to realize that after seeing the Lord, we too must be under the cross. To be under the cross is not to tolerate suffering or to change our behavior or to improve ourselves. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but it is Christ who lives in me. Through Christ's death and resurrection, all that he has accomplished, including his all-inclusive death, is made available in the Spirit. We need to see that the Lord accomplished death on our behalf. This crucified Christ in resurrection as the Spirit lives in us. Jesus Christ on the earth was a person who denied himself always and lived and spoke the Father. And this person who was under the cross lives in us. In verse 35, we see that when we follow him, we lose our soul life for Christ's sake and the gospel's sake. When we enjoy Christ's life, within us spontaneously there is a dying to our natural preferences, our natural thoughts, and the earthly matters. We not only live a life for Christ, 
but Christ's crucified living is expressed through us as the gospel. What does this mean? This means that we don't need to exert ourselves to be careful or behave ourselves. We just need to wake up in the morning, call on the Lord Jesus, and breathe Him in. As we call on Him, He becomes our breath, the intrinsic and essential element of our inner being. Then when we're at school, at work, or with our family, when the frustrations and anxieties of life come in, we don't react in a natural way, but we simply live Him. The way to live the crucified life and to deny the soul life is just to turn to the Lord, receive the Lord by calling on His name. And this is the reality of Galatians 2.20. And in summary, in this chapter we see the Lord's feeding, the Lord's healing, and the revelation of His crucifixion and resurrection. May the Lord have mercy to bring us through these necessary experiences so that we would allow Him to live through us for His purpose. That's all for today. Tune in next time for our next session of Bible Plus. Thank you all and have a good day.